This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Because on today's show, we're going to delve deep into residential real estate. We have an awesome guest, full of energy, full of fun facts. One of the people that is those types that loves to learn and always grow and share along the way as he learns with everyone he knows. Dynamic personality. Eric, there in the studio. How are you today, sir? Hey, happy Friday, holiday, Holly. <laughs> it is. <laughs> nice to see you. It's a holiday weekend. weekend. Yeah. Does anybody ever call you holiday by accident? They the do. Yep. Yep. First name, <laughs> last name. It gets all mixed up. It, it works, though. It works quite well. So it's great to right see now, you. And thanks for filling yeah. in for Kevin. Absolutely. And Kevin, our primary host for Positive Talk Radio, if you hear this later, we hope you're having so much fun at the wedding. You're going to have to tell us all about how it went. The weather is amazing for that right now. It's 81 degrees here. We're coming to you live from the Seattle, Washington, USA area. The birds are awake and the sun is shining at like 5 a.m. <laughs> right now and for, sure. for people like eric and i who are indoors most of the year if we go outside right now without sunscreen we're just gonna flambe so make sure to wear your sunscreen all our awesome listeners if you're out there in this weather and eric are you a homeowner are you have you i ever... am a homeowner yes Oh, perfect. Well, then you might even find some of this interesting, whether you're a millennial, a Gen Xer, or a baby boomer. Our listeners today, there's going to be fun, fun facts, trivia, and an expert in the field today. One of those very awesome neighborly type neighbors, and his name is Andrew Neighbors. We'll go ahead and introduce him now. <laughs> perfect. We've, we're in one of the most competitive real estate markets in the country, so always cool to get insights. I would agree. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Holly. Thanks for having me, Eric. Absolutely. Well, when we were talking earlier, some of the things that you said might be fun to ask you, and you had a wonderful list, some of them that I thought were going to be really relative to our listeners, um, who, by the way, are listening with us live on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. We're also airing on 880 AM KIXI. So if anyone does have questions for our neighborly real estate agent, Andrew Neighbors, feel free to call in. The phone number is 866-880-5494 or 866-880-KIXI. And he would be happy to chat with you today as well. So one of the first ones I found on the list that I thought would be really interesting for me specifically, I'm also a homeowner, would be to know kind of what's going on in the Seattle real estate. I know we're up there, we're expensive. Like I've heard some people say it's almost as bad as like LA and other places like that. Is that true? It's very competitive. It still is competitive. Uh, there just isn't enough inventory out there, even with, uh, with high interest rates, there's still a lot of buyers out there. Um, so you'll still find yourself competing on a, on a property that's priced right and prepared, right? Um, so you gotta be ready to compete. Absolutely. What does that mean for someone who wants to buy? What is competing? Uh, competing is if you find a property that you really love, chances are somebody else loves it as well. Um, and with there being so little inventory here in uh, the Seattle and greater Seattle area, um, 
competing, it's not necessarily the highest price. Uh, a lot of it comes down to terms. You know, some of the terms that um, that might work for the seller that kind of puts you over the top uh, of a competing offer. Um, I would never submit an offer with an inspection contingency. Uh, if the seller doesn't provide one, we're scrambling to do one. Um, it, it's just, it never works out having <laughs> submitting an offer with an inspection contingency. So we're always scrambling to do one. Um, I get all my buyers pre-underwritten, not just pre-approved or pre-qualified. Um, and that allows us to, uh, to waive our financing. Um, and then in terms of an appraisal, like having an appraisal contingency, um, I'm doing a comprehensive CMA and reaching out to, uh, the agents that are, uh, listing agents for the comps, right. And trying to build rapport with them. So they'd let me know what they're likely, uh, going to close at the price they're going to close at. Cause that's what an appraiser is going to look at. So now we've waived our financing, we've waived our inspection. And when it comes to the appraisal, I, we want to waive that as well. So I'm trying to figure out what it's likely to appraise at so we can waive it. And if it, you know, then we work back like backwards, what's worst case scenario. If it doesn't appraise, how much under is it likely to appraise at? Um, and how is that going to affect my buyer's loan? Um, and can they make it up? Do they have liquidity? Um, and then the final thing is if we're going full send, releasing earnest money immediately, non-refundable to the seller. Um, and that's, that's what it takes to win. Uh, so you do all this work ahead of time to uh, to enable your buyer to uh, to submit a, comp a very competitive offer. Yeah, that sounds like they're walking to the table with quite a lot of like everything the um, seller would want already done and checkmarked and taken care of and cleared. What was, uh, you'd mentioned some of the important things for any small business owners if they want to grow. How does that tie in with residential real estate? I mean, we're, I am a small business owner. Uh, most agents are, they're, they're small business owners, right? I'm affiliated with Compass and fantastic brokerage, but I'm basically running my own show um, with the support of Compass. I mean, I pay for it. Don't get me wrong. Um, I pay a lot for it, but it's, it, it's very, very, it's a very, very powerful tool, very, very powerful uh, brokerage. Um, so being a small business owner, it's what I found. It's all about relationships, 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 maintain, nurture, um, build. I mean, it's, uh, that's been absolutely huge, uh, a huge part of my success is, uh, is, is relationships. Um, you know, I tell a lot of my clients, I tell a lot of folks that I network with, um, I'm not trying to do a good job to earn a sale. I'm trying to do a great job to earn your sphere. That's what it is. Sphere acquisition, like knocking somebody's socks off to where they enthusiastically refer you. Uh, if somebody asks them if they know a realtor, I don't want my client or somebody in my sphere saying, oh, yeah, I, I know a guy. His name's Andrew Neighbors. I want them saying, oh, my God, you've got to use Andrew Neighbors for X, Y and Z. Um, and that's how I've been able to grow. It's just going above and beyond and providing a high level of service and um, just looking at, you know, relationships for the for what they are. They're extremely, extremely valuable. So you really have to maintain them. I bet you end up talking about tons of things outside of just real estate by building those relationships. What are some of your like favorite rabbit holes that you've been going down lately? <laughs> I mean, every transaction is unique because uh, you're dealing with people, right? People are unique. Um, I mean, you, you end up talking about a lot of different things. I, I've got a pending transaction right now and uh, uh, my client's a, a Baptist minister. Um, 
I was raised in the Catholic Church. I'm a recovering Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> and for all the non-Catholics, what does a recovering Catholic entail? <laughs> I, I just, you know, just my golden rule is just, um, just don't be a dick. Nice. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how else to put it. Um, yeah, just uh, that's that's kind of my golden rule. And, you know, Catholic Church preaches that too, but there's also, they saddle you with a lot of guilt. So it's it's basically the teachings of the Catholic Church without all the without all the guilt. Just don't be a dick. Without the guilt. <laughs> well, I did pull up twenty fun facts, so our awesome listeners can play along and see um, if they can guess any of these right. As you are the um, guinea pig here for these twenty fun facts. If you do end up knowing one of them and you think that Chat GPT got it wrong, you can also let us know as well because we'll be learning together. So uh, the first one says the most expensive home in the USA is the 238 million billionaire mansion located in what city? Well, uh, <laughs> we'll, go with, we'll go with LA. You, you got it right. It's in LA. Bing, 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 bing. Well, very cool. It's a lot of money. So, yeah, yeah, that definitely is. So when it comes to making a, a customer's whole experience with you successful, what are some of the key components that you want to make sure that they experience while working with you? Um, honesty, integrity, transparency. And I look for every opportunity possible to show my hustle. Um, I'm originally from, uh, from just outside Detroit. I've been in Seattle about 17 years, but I was raised with a very blue collar work ethic, uh, from my parents. So, um, I learned how to hustle and how to work hard at a very early age. And that's, uh, that's really helped me, uh, in real estate. Cause it really is a hustle industry. You really have to grind, um, you know, one to get started. Like your first two years are, very challenging, um, especially for me being out here. I didn't have that core group, that sphere of people that I grew up with, uh, like my parents' sphere, um, or like my friends, uh, you know, other family um, that would normally give you like your first sale. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't have that. So it was, um, it was a grind. Uh, so I, I just looked for every opportunity to show show my value. If that means, uh, oh, the landscaper didn't get over there, and the house is about to go on the market. Well, I'm bringing my mower over there to cut the lawn, uh, bringing my weed whip, like whatever it takes. Uh, some of the prep I've done on, on some of my listings, um, definitely uh, I've been able to show my hustle uh, by, by going above and beyond what what your next uh, realtor down, down the road would do. I think I've even heard from some of your associates that you like even pulled out like the, the paint tools and that was my first bit. That was my biggest listing. I think that was my second or third year. Uh, was on Lake Sammamish, and um, there was a lot of deferred maintenance. I needed a lot of work, and um, you know, I just looked at it like an opportunity, really, to show show my value. <laughs> um, which, in the end, yeah, it really did pay off. I mean, I think I've sold that client an additional three homes since then. Um, so I guess just, just looking at every opportunity to provide value, don't worry about it. And that's like, it, it's not necessarily just with your clients, just everybody you come in contact with, look at it as, as an opportunity to provide value. Don't expect anything in return. Trust the universe. Just keep providing value. It will come back. 
Yeah, I know it's been a lot of fun talking with you um, on the side about tons of things like about AI, about like national statistics. You're just, you're a very fun person to interact with. If people do Thanks want so. to, yeah, you're so welcome. If people do want to ask you questions, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, well, I've got my email. It's very simple. It's andrew at andrewneighbors.com. Um, I've got various platforms. With, website uh compass website uh zillow linkedin i'm out there uh nice. very easy name to uh to uh remember um, it goes really well with real estate <laughs> yeah, the neighbor it's a, it's a, yeah it's a fake name uh I, I, I just uh changed it or something for real estate but no it's it's my name <laughs> Awesome. Now, do you have, did you used to be a painter or landscaper or how, how do you have those skills to bring to help? I got a lot of that stuff uh, growing up. Um, my dad is the hardest worker I've ever, uh, I've ever known and still know to this day. Um, but he's, he's always grinded. He's always, uh, he's always hustled to provide for his family. Um, so I learned a lot from him. Um, and then when I first moved out here, I got into construction and remodels. Um, I did that for about 10 years before I got into real estate. Um, and I worked for uh, two companies. One was Baron Building and Design, and the other one was, uh, well, Jeff Burdick owned it. Uh, I forget, I think it's called Burdick and Hain uh, currently, but those, both those guys, uh, just amazing, uh, amazing teachers, guys to learn from. It was like, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it once, so you have to do it the right way. If you're doing it twice, we're losing money. Uh, so they they set a very very high standard for me, um, and that's you know it's just all about the preparation and and your performance, and that really carried over into into real estate. Like I've got one shot to do this. We're gonna we're gonna do it right. You know, you have buyers that have their hearts set on a house. Um, I'm gonna get it for them. Kind of the like measure twice, cut once. <laughs> Nailed it. Awesome. Ready for the next trivia question? Let's do it. All right. So in Boston, there's the smallest house in the USA. What square footage do you think it has? Um, Boston proper. Boston proper. Mm -hmm. 585. Oh, about one third of that. So 180 square feet. They're getting really efficient. <laughs> these tiny homes do you have pictures of that i don't i'll have to find some for you though i'd be happy to like look up some of the stuff for you yeah the i to see that layout yeah it'd probably be very it doesn't say how high it is just the square footage the next one is actually my favorite on the list so in hawaii there's a law that you can't build a home taller than what Twenty-five feet a coconut tree. <laughs> and I don't know exactly what part, because obviously they got hotels and stuff, but somewhere in Hawaii, there's a law. You can't build a house taller than a coconut tree. <laughs> I wonder why. I know, right? All right. So let's find out more about you. Let's find out what kind of stuff you like to do for fun. Uh, for fun. Uh, well, I have a daughter. Uh, her name's Vivian. She's going to be five in June. Um, during the pandemic, I really went down the rabbit hole on uh, on uh, electric bikes. Um, I would always pick her up on my road bike, and I had this seat for her where she sat in front of me, but her legs went underneath uh, the handlebars. So 
her face was like right here. So as we were riding and she's pointing stuff out, you know, we could have a conversation about it. Um, but she's also in like the 99th percentile for height, for weight. So I, it started getting uh, tough to uh, to bike her around everywhere. So like I said, I went down the uh, e-bike rabbit hole and um, most of the e-bikes I saw, uh, the child sat behind um, or maybe in front, but generally it was behind all the electric bikes. And then I, I felt like I was gonna lose that um, kind of, uh, uh, kind of communal ride, I guess. That's probably not the right word, but just experiencing it um, on, on the same level, I guess. Um, so I ended up finding a, a sidecar in Denmark, and then uh, I found an e-bike company in Texas, and uh, a couple trips to Ace Hardware, and I made them, made them work together. Um, and I had everything uh, customized with my my logo, uh, paint job, everything. So it's basically like rolling advertising, and also I could write it off on my taxes as uh, as promotional. Um, yeah, that's some good small business advice right there. <laughs> there you go. If anybody's listening, any realtors, small business owners listening, promotional uh, tax write offs are huge. Um, so yeah, so we ride every day. I live right off the Burt Gilman, um, so we're constantly going on on bike rides. Uh, last night we were we went to Golden Gardens. Um, spent the spent the evening there, uh, set up our hammocks just on the beach, and uh, it was fantastic. But yeah, that that bikes we made a lot of fantastic memories uh, biking together. So that that's really been great. Um, other things, uh, I used to hike a lot uh, when I had my daughter. Didn't hike as much. Would love to get back into that. Um, some woodworking projects. I built some tables. Um, I actually built a table for a client as a closing gifts. Uh, or one of their closing gifts. Um, wow, that would be a nice gift. Yeah, it was like uh, double fast. It was like something I'd wanted to try. Um, so I used them as like a guinea, like part of their gift as like a guinea uh, experiment, I guess. Learning. And, uh, yeah, it was like a shisugi bond. So it was like a half round of cedar from Mount Baker. And I I, I burnt it. That shisugi bond is a Japanese way of treating lumber. So I burnt it and then I uh, epoxy coated it. And I had a, a brass bow tie that I got off Pinterest from done in Oregon, a company down in Oregon. Then I, I wet sanded that to get like a mirror-like finish and put that bow tie in there. And then I had the metal fabricator I know in town. Uh, I designed the legs and he fabricated them. And, um, yeah, it came out, you know, fantastic. So now I know what to do and I want to do my own, right? Uh, Woodworking is a lot more complicated than I ever imagined. Like I just trying to help someone stain a door at one point in time. And it was like, you had to sand multiple multiple times before you even got to like a base coat and that's just the first coat and yeah it's like how many times you want to do something if you, if you um, want to do it once it, it's you really got to prepare for it um, so you see so you nail it that first shot otherwise it could really spiral into a much bigger project than you uh than you anticipated <laughs> what do you think with the homes that you have bought or sold what do you think is the one that had the most doors and that leads to the next trivia question. Probably that um, Lake Sammamish property because it was on a hillside. Uh, There's a lot of doors in that in that uh, in that property, from what I remember. Um, I think that's probably it. Yeah, the Lake Sammamish property. And what kind of one that you say a lot? What kind of doors do I see a lot? No, what what kind of number for like a lot of doors? What's a lot of? Doors? Oh, it also had a it had a, <laughs> um, it had a beach house down at the water. So yeah, let's see one, two, three, four. 
For everyone who's listening, he is now counting. (laughs) That is a lot of doors. That's a lot of doors. Throw the the garage in there. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Well, how many bathrooms and rooms does the six levels of the White House have? I know for everyone who's not driving, they can sit there and Google it. Bathrooms and what was that? Yep. Bathrooms and rooms. Okay, so bathrooms, I'm going to go with uh, 25. Close, 35. 35. And rooms, uh, let's go with uh, 84. A little bit more than that, 132. Wow. Yeah, the cleaning crew for that has to be insane, like seven days a week. Yeah. All right, next one. So in 1853, what do you think New York City's Central Park was originally purchased for? 1863. $250. <laughs> I know, wouldn't that be cool? Uh, Five million. Oh, New York, yeah, New York was even popular back in the 1850s. What kind of fun trends um, or statistics have you uh, looked at recently that you think are worth mentioning for our listeners? Uh, The role that AI is is playing not only in real estate, but just in, it seems like it's touching every single industry. Um, It's a real, real game changer. Um, so I'm really excited about, uh, and a little, little frightened about what that's going to mean in the future. It's a very, very, very powerful tool. Yeah. Do you have any favorite platforms that you're using so far? I've got a ton bookmarked. Uh, I actually just interviewed, uh, uh, my, my new virtual assistant yesterday. Um, so he's, I'm going to have to dive back in because I'm basically offloading, uh, everything I've bookmarked onto him. Oh, all the different platforms. I've played with Midjourney. I've played with ChatGPT. I haven't played with like any of the audio ones yet, though. Yeah, Midjourney's, you know, you got to go on their Discord, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of folks aren't familiar with Discord, but um, yeah, you got to go on their Discord and there's all these different commands, but it's very, very cool what it can do uh, just by telling it, you know, describing an image, basically. Yeah, it's amazing taking something from text like that and then it like in tons of different styles can paint like a digital image of something for you. Yeah, very cool. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it'll be it'll be incredible to see where things go and hopefully hopefully not over any edges. (laughs) And even I mean, even ChatGPT and uh, what Google's is Bard, uh, Bard AI, um, extremely powerful tools. I read an article where he was an artist, um, he knew nothing about blockchain, knew nothing about crypto. And basically he told ChatGPT he wanted to create a meme coin. Um, ChatGPT basically wrote him all the code for the meme coin. And he was an artist. Um, I think the, I think, and so this was like an art experiment, right, for him. Um, I forget where I read it, but uh, I think it was called Turbo Toad, something weird like that, some meme coin. but yeah, it's generated him $75 million. Holy cow. It took him a week from when he first started talking to ChatGPT to, to, to spit it out. I think he invested $1,000 total because um, he, he had to get it listed on a DEX, uh, decentralized exchange. And uh, yeah, $75 million. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> so sometimes, yeah, you just like, 
I wake up in the mirror. It's like, how are you not a millionaire yet? I, pff, People I are know. like insane amounts of money. Just, you know. In just, just like, wow. so many different crazy ways. So yeah. Crazy ways. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, if you like were, if you got to pick some sort of crazy millionaire thing with all the new technology coming out, do you have a favorite one? You'd be like, this is the one I would try. Uh, in terms of AI platforms? Sure. I mean, ChatGPT, it, that's kind of a baseline, right? Um, mess around with ChatGPT. Um, some of the stuff I've used it for when I was first exploring it um, is like, you know, you're telling, you basically you have to prep it. Um, it's all about the prompts, right? And so there's a lot of companies out there selling prompts, but you can just come up with your own prompt. But basically it's, you're telling ChatGPT in the beginning of the conversation, you are an expert at, let's say advertising and marketing, right? Um, and then it'll say, I'll say, do you understand? I'm like, yes, I understand, I'm blah, 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 blah. And then you can say, um, I want to create, uh, I want you to create a marketing plan using Instagram reels, uh, Instagram stories, whatever, um, a three month marketing plan. I want, to, uh, I want you to come up with ideas for two videos a week. Um, and then I also want you to create 30 unique hashtags for each video that's going to boost my seo and it will just spit it out um so incredibly incredibly powerful tool that is awesome i didn't even know that it could go into that depth of detail yeah but it's someone. like you know hashtags right i mean it's you know you also have to prep it and let them know like who you are like my name is andrew neighbors i'm a realtor in seattle um my broker just compass washington um the areas I want to focus on are X, Y, and Z, and then, you know, give it as much information as possible so that it can generate, uh, you know, hashtags that are actually going to be relevant uh, to your SEO. Phenomenal. That, that's just amazing. So we're going to go ahead and segue here so we can get our commercials in. You are listening to Positive Talk Radio. You can find our full library of over 500 shows on PositiveTalkRadio.net. We air live every week coming to you from the Seattle, Washington area, and we focus on evolving ideas one conversation at a time. If you know a guest that you think would be amazing, like our awesome guest today, Andrew Neighbors, who specializes in real estate as a real estate agent, feel free to refer them. We love new guests and new topics all the time. And we also vet people to be guest co-hosts as well. So if you've ever wanted to you know, talk on a radio show and go live and have fun with it. We're also happy to take referrals like that as well. And so we'll go ahead and play some messages. We do audio video editing and have a lot of fun with doing voiceovers and stuff like that as well. So Eric, if you could please take us out to some of our awesome commercials, that would be great. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project, which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. 
So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we will lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's create something great. Welcome back. <laughs> so um, one of the cool things with um, the sponsor for a natural design is that all the listeners for Positive Talk Radio get a 20% off promo code. So if you're listening, if you love our show, and if you also love sending people flowers, you can go to anaturaldesign.com and you can use the promo code at checkout called PTR20. That'll give you 20% off of any order, any time that you want to go to any of the local areas around the Woodenville, Bothell, Washington area, because Positive Talk Radio is awesome that way. So if you were going to send flowers to someone today, Andrew, who would it be? <laughs> I'd send them to my partner, Meg. Aww. <laughs> yep, there is definitely something about fresh cut flowers that make people smile. So. We got a little bit of time before we get a guest caller in today. So I have more trivia questions if you'd like, or we could talk about anything you would like to in the world of real estate. Oh, shoot, whatever you want. Uh, all right, so the next one has, since the 1970s, what is the average increased square footage of the US home sizes? Oof, 1970s, average increase in square footage. Thousand? Bingo. Bing, 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 bing. I don't have Kevin's awesome sound effect board, so I'm just going to have to fake it. <laughs> yeah. And I was curious, like with that one, um, there was something that I looked up that was talking about the McMansion trend in the aughts. Do you think that like helped sway that square footage increase? Because that seems like a really big increase. Yeah, I think suburban sprawl for sure. Um, you know, it's cheaper construction you know, the farther you got away from the city. And so, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that being a, a reason why uh, square footage would increase. Are there other fun terms like that? I remember when I originally heard the term McMansion and it just cracked me up and I still use it today. Are there other like fun coin terms like that that people use in real estate when they're talking about home types? Uh, builder box. I hear that a lot. Uh, you'll see a lot of those in uh, Ballard, Fremont, uh, Beacon Hill, all over. 
Yeah, what is a builder box describing? Oh, construction uh, that just looks like a box. Okay, <laughs> like very, very cube-like? Very contemporary, yeah. Very Northwest contemporary. Just looks like a box. Just call them a builder box. Builder box. Builder box it is. All right, next one. So in 1637 where is the current oldest home in the usa what state rhode island massachusetts though yeah kind of that that east direction <laughs> all right most popular home feature for millennials is what I'll give you a hint. I oh, actually, I would say the a backyard or a deck. Actually, it's the home office. Yeah, I remember with the McMansion trend, actually starting to see lots of cubbies made specifically for like a laptop. Mm. I mean, everybody's got to go back to work now. So, isn't that so sad? Yeah. <laughs> luckily, luckily, you get to have your your offices everywhere, so you get to see a lot of stuff. It is. All right, so the top three most expensive housing markets in the USA. And these go by city, if that helps. Uh, New York, LA. New York, yep. Francisco. LA and San Francisco, bing, 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 bing. There's my sound effect board, bing, bing. Seattle's <laughs> awesome. not part line. Yeah, I was actually surprised it wasn't on the list. I thought we were like right up there, but not not yet. Not quite yet. All right. Here's one you might know um, or might not, but it is the average percent annual growth rate for the housing market in the U.S. over the last 50 years. Three or four percent. Very close. Five point four. 5.4. Okay. And this says at 250 rooms, what is the largest home in the USA? What state is it located in? Oh, is that in Georgia? North Carolina. Yeah. Not, not too far. No, I heard about, I've heard about this place. Do you remember hearing like what, like what, anything about it? Like what is this place? I remember it was back East. Um, I think you could take tours of it. Oh, that would be cool. I think it's more built, built more estate. So it's like. Yes. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be extremely impressive. Do you think. If, if 250 room homes or estates impress you. It's, it's a few less than the White House, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, it's actually more because the White House is 132. So it's like almost twice. That's pretty cool. Bigger than the White House. What is the average U.S. home price currently? Uh, for the entire U.S.? Yeah, that's what they're looking at. Got to be in the fives. This one had it at 350, but it is ChatGPT, so it could have been pulling oh, it from. You can't quiz me on what ChatGPT says. <laughs> <laughs> we can pull the references for you. Yeah, the 500 seem a little bit more accurate to yeah. me, but I do know that, you know, in the Seattle market, we're in kind of the higher range. So, yeah, yeah. Seattle, we're at uh, 712. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, one of the other things I was reading that I thought was really fascinating. So, I'm a Gen Xer, and it was saying that we waited until our 30s 
to start buying? Millennials are hitting their 30s and 40s before they start buying. What um, decade in the age bracket did baby boomers start buying in? When they, how old were they when they stopped started buying? It's got to be their 20s. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And that kind of blew my mind. I was like, so like since then, you know, it's moved like two decades later. And I was curious, like what some of your thoughts were on that? Uh, there's a lot of factors there. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to know every single one, but um, I think folks are getting married a lot later in life. Um, I think they're um yeah i think there was a lot of structure back then um this is this is what you do right you uh you get a job you get married you buy a house right and like that's it <laughs> i think uh the world's a much bigger place to a lot more people um and i don't think they're getting married till till later on in life or settling down till later on in life that's why i think i think that's a a, a big factor what are some fun, so another fun topic are the tiny homes that you just, you see all kinds of like blogs and videos and YouTube channels. And it, it does seem like there's only certain places where they can be built though. And I'd love to just hear anything about that or that trend or any of it from someone actually in real estate. Well, Seattle has, uh, Seattle wants density, right? There's not enough housing for everybody. So there's been this huge density push. Um, so they have uh, 10 pre-approved DADU designs um, on their website. I think it's called AD Universe. Um, and so basically, I mean, if you wanted to have a DADU in your in your backyard, a DADU is a detached accessory dwelling unit. If you wanted to have one in your backyard, uh, you'd have to hire an architect. Um, planning, permitting, uh, you're looking at probably four to six months until you until you break ground. Um, and then you got to pay your architect too. That's 15 to 15 to 25k uh, i think 25 is definitely the top end um but seattle has these 10 pre-approved designs and for most sites uh permitting takes four to six weeks and then you license the plans uh for i think for like a dollar so you have to pay the architect because they're already pre-approved um so a lot of folks have been putting them in their uh in their backyard i think not everybody's taking advantage of that uh the, the 10 pre-approved designs uh, a lot of folks are just hiring an architect um but you're seeing a, you're seeing a, an incredible amount of that and then washington just banned single family zoning so for not for every neighborhood i mean your your broadmoors your your enos arden um you know your view ridge uh i think right around and maybe it's sandpoint country club you're not gonna uh ban single family zoning there um, but for the majority of the rest of the state and other neighborhoods, yeah, you're, uh, I think the maximum is a, is a sixplex. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's actually a big deal. It's a massive deal. It's huge, huge. Um, but in terms of daddy, like, I've seen properties. So someone will buy a house. Um, you know, they'll, they'll put an ADU in the house, like a mother-in-law. Um, so now they'll have two units in the main house. And then they'll build a DADU and back, right? And then they'll condominiumize the property. So now you've basically, you've got three units. And so you can sell that DADU and still have that main house as a, as a rental. Um, so two, two revenue streams, and then you sell off the, the DADU. I mean, there's, there's, lots, of, there's lots of ways to, uh, to maximize your lot.
And especially with Washington banning single family zoning, there's going to be a incredible amount of ways to maximize your lot. So now with that ban is, so that's statewide? Correct. And then, and you said sixplex was the smallest? Sixplex is the max. Oh, the max. That's okay. Expanding. Yes. Okay. Okay. So are we, so for a, you know, commoner out there that just drives, you know, around neighborhoods, you know, delivering flowers or something like that. Sure. Like, are you going to stop seeing the like single family McMansion buildings that have been going up, you know, for years and years and years, or like, how does that play out? For builders, there's much more incentive to build a sixplex um, as opposed to a, a McMansion, if you will. Um, you know, a lot, do I want a sixplex next to me? <laughs> no, I, I don't, um, but I understand the need for it. I understand the need for, um, we need more housing. That, that's it's as simple as it gets. We need more housing. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the service industry folks, they cannot afford, they're, they're vital. They cannot afford to live in the city. Um, so it's, it's, it's a problem. It's been a problem. And um, this is what uh, the state has come up with to try to combat that problem. Okay, so then you'll so will so will those houses still be built or? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Um, you could still build a single-family home. Um, you just can't prevent uh, anybody from from putting a sixplex up. Right next to it. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's so fascinating how the laws like actually affect what you then see in like real life, you know, as you're going along. Mm. Are you ready for the next trivia question? <laughs> I am. All right. How or what percent of U.S. homes have a pet living inside? Fish count? I, I'm going to say no on this one. I'm going to assume they're talking about the four-legged ones. Yeah, yeah. What percentage? Uh... 67 it's actually like around 50 percent and okay. yeah i was thinking it was going to be a lot higher too um mm -hmm. all right next one what's the highest state in the u.s with foreclosure mississippi they said new jersey <laughs> i would actually guess something like mississippi or like michigan but maybe that's like you know from a older era yeah all right, next one. What's the most common home style in the U.S.? Craftsman? Pro well, that might actually be another way to explain it. We had uh, ranch. Ranch is the most common. Yeah. All right. We just got a heads up from our awesome board operator, Eric, that we have a sponsor, a special guest on the line. And we're going to go ahead and welcome in Brittany. Brittany, how are you doing today? There we go. Can, can you hear us now, Brittany? I can. Can you hear me? <laughs> we can hear you too. Welcome. Welcome. If you could hi. ask, hi, if you could ask, uh, question about real estate or housing or anything related to that, what would be the first question you would ask? Oh, um, why is it so expensive to live in Seattle? There's not <laughs> enough 
inventory. It's simple <laughs> economics, supply and demand. I actually oh heard, God. I actually heard like we had a like influx of like thousands of people moving into the Seattle area like daily. Have you heard any like things? You have a lot. Of, you have a lot of climate refugees. Okay. Okay. Like mm. California, Mexico, mm. moving. State income tax. Yeah. Uh -huh. Here, you've got a lot of folks uh, wanting to move here, and it's a fantastic place to live. I mean, it, it's an outdoor playground. We're the only state with three distinct climate zones. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic. I did place. hear that there's rainforest here. It's like the only place in the U.S. that has rainforest or something. If that's true or not, I'm not sure, it's, but I had heard that. Mountainous and, and desert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, very cool. Awesome. Well, what are you up to today, Brittany? Well, I'm. Oh, I'm doing a lot of things. I actually just jumped into my car from in between um, teaching some preschool piano lessons. Uh, that's like my my main business. And uh, my business, Pitch Creek Piano, is sponsoring um, summer camps in the Redmond area on the weekends in July and August. And so that's why I'm calling in. I'm calling in to just kind of share about that um, with any parents that might be listening. We have uh, like really cool themes there. There's steam themes. I don't know if you're familiar with that term, steam. No, tell Science. us what that is. Yeah. Especially when it well, comes you know to what? it used to be called STEM. You're probably okay. familiar with that. Oh, okay, yeah. Science, yeah. engineering. Yeah, but I am a, so an advocate that they've changed it to STEAM now to include art. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so it's science, technology, engineering, art and math. And so based on these, we kind of put together all of these really great camps that include um, music, dance, art, nature. We have one called Ninja, which is going to be a little bit more athletic. We have science and robotics. And we were able to partner with a lot of local, really amazing programs and guest stars. So we have like local rock stars and singers. We have um, magicians and ballerinas coming in. We have uh, Seattle Astronomical Society, as well as Seattle Master Gardeners will be coming in, Kids Quest, Woodland Park Zoo. So it's going to be a pretty cool thing all of the weekends in July and August. We get to choose whichever weekends you want. Um, and then just as like a special kind of promo that I'm doing right now, uh, if you're listening and you type in, just because we, we have a, a deal with uh, Positive Talk Radio, we have a partnership. We just absolutely love, you know, everything that that Positive Talk is about. And uh, so as a listener of Positive Talk, if you punch in the code SUNSHINE at the end, and that's all caps, SUNSHINE, you get an extra 25% off your first camp. But we'll be giving codes out all through June as well. So I'll keep listening what's, in. Yeah. What's the URL for people to do that at? Absolutely. It's um, www.pipsqueakpiano.com. That's P-I-P-S-Q-U-E-A-K. U-E-A-K, piano.com. And if you scroll <laughs> down that page, you'll see proud sponsor of Redmond Washington Camps, and that'll, that'll give you everything you need to know. And yet there, you'll get to uh, side, side, you'll get a little bit of my business and what I offer the community as well. That name makes me laugh every single time. That's just the <laughs> most adorable name. I cannot, I just, I have to tell you, like, I cannot believe that name was available and not taken, you know, like piano is a 700 year old instrument. It was very hard to find a name. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew actually has a, a daughter, a pretty young daughter. So Andrew, if That's you nice. were trying to like 
look at a pipsqueak piano <laughs> camp, what kind of questions would you ask related to your your daughter? What's what's a typical day like at pipsqueak camp? Piano camp. Yeah, so uh, our Saturday camp. Now, Pipsqueak Piano is the company sponsoring it, but um, just just to clarify that, uh, and I can talk a little bit about what my company does. But these particular camps are hosted at Stepping Stones Kids Academy, which is right at the end of the 520, right at the very end of it. You hit Union Hill Road and you'll hit Stepping Stones. And on the Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We have um, hands-on activities and crafts and special games and things that have been put together and provided by our, our community based on the different themes that each camp day is. And then we, we serve lunch on Saturdays. We'll have guest stars come in on Sunday. We go from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. We offer snack and we also have our guest stars come in. So it's really jam-packed, very full of really cool things and that and every day should have a, something for the kids to take home and take away. So um, it's just it? a really exciting thing. Yeah. How many weeks is it? It will be, um, I think it was nine weeks total because August had five weeks, if I remember correctly. So it's every weekend in July and August, Saturdays and Sundays. And you get to choose any of those days that you want. You don't have to do all of them. You can pick and choose. And the more you pick, the more you save kind of thing. So you get like 5% off your second, third, and fourth camp, 10% off your fifth through ninth, and 20% off your tenth or more. And do you pick the songs that you're teaching the, the children or do they get to pick the songs they want to learn? Well, now that's if it's music camp, right? So at music camp... <laughs> So my when I when I originally started doing this, I was I was looking at just doing music, but then I started like, well, why only music? And so I reached out to Woodland Park Zoo, I reached out to Seattle Astronomical Society, I reached out to the Seattle Gardeners Club, and that's where we started getting all of these really amazing guests and amazing themes and activities that we could do with with our campers. Um, but for Music Day. I uh, I sing in a, a local rock band that has a pretty national presence called Limberlaw. We'll be um, opening for Bush at Rock in the Rivers this summer, so it's a pretty pretty cool thing. And I'll be coming in to teach the kids how to belt it like a rock star. That's awesome. Yeah. So if a little kid is really shy, what are some of the techniques you or things you say to him to try to get him to belt it like a rock star? <laughs> I'm just envisioning. Oh my gosh, I love that you asked that. This is one of my favorite things to do. So I have these cards that have all of these different moods that the kids would understand, like angry or sad or like happy, right? And then we have a sentence we say or a word we'll say. And sometimes I'll let the kids pick that word and it'll be a silly word. Or sometimes I'll pick the sentence. And then we shuffle the cards and we're like, okay, now you say it like this. And that really breaks kids out of their shell because the absurdity of just like saying a sentence, using a fake mood or doing it. Sometimes we'll use like, I love you to already carry some fun things. So having the kids say that, but then, okay, say it angry. All the kids want to do it. That really helps some of the kids who are a little more shy come out of their shells because it's just such a silly activity already. So that's just one of the many, many things that we do. And that's personally what I offer. There's going to be 18 different guests coming in who all have really cool things up their sleeves that's amazing so the the kids could like belt out i hate broccoli and that would... <laughs> oh my gosh yes okay but they have to say i hate broccoli but they have to say it happy <laughs> god that must and be they have amazing to say, like they're the most excited ever <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i love well, it we have a lot of fun and then we translate that we start turning it into songs like we might take count on count on me by bruno mars or 
we might do We Will Rock You, right? And we might do fun, like really kind of cool, maybe a little more modern songs that we bring in on top of some of the fun ones that we all know. But uh, Music Camp will have instruments in it from drums to pianos. Um, art Camp will have face painting and and all kinds of art that you can think of from finger painting to even floor activities. So it's, a, it's kind of a really cool thing. Yeah, I'm excited to do it. <laughs> that does sound like a lot a lot of fun so um i don't know like it sounds like we might be able to talk to you again here as a sponsoree but again one more time for anyone listening that wants to know more about pipsqueak piano <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> well definitely check uh, my business out pipsqueak piano we there's a, a curriculum that you can buy a lesson book series for piano kids but then uh, specifically for the Redmond area if you punch in that code sunshine you'll get that extra 25% off your first camp I love it well thanks so much for taking some time to pop in and say hi and meet our awesome guest Andrew Niebers today Brittany thank you so much Holly for having me and thank you Andrew for letting me come on absolutely thanks thanks Brittany Awesome. And Andrew, for you, one more time where people can reach you, your URL, and then anything you want to say to our awesome listeners. Uh, you can reach me at Andrew at AndrewNeighbors.com. And uh, I'll just leave you with this. Looking out for your best interests isn't just what great neighbors do. It's what neighbors does. Perfect. I love it. And as always, be kind to one another because each other is all we got. Thank you for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Find our library at positivetalkradio.net and take care. Thanks for having me. Alan.